Thank you for listening to this episode of Courtside Indiana Podcast. Please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate our rating and review. And you can reach us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter at CourtsideIND. Welcome to episode 146, 146 of Courtside Indiana podcast. Joined again this week by Kyler Staley. Kyler, how'd your week go, man? It was good. I mean, uh, we haven't talked since then, but I went to uh, Indiana for Media Day last Thursday. Um, yeah. Really good event. Um, Coach Woods said a lot of good things, found out some new things about some players. Um, other than that, I mean, you know, just kind of relaxing a little bit before basketball gets really going. I went to the Colts game. On Sunday, that was fun. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, it was a fun time. But, you know, other than that, you know, just kind of going to use this weekend, you know, kind of keep relaxing until fall league starts getting up. So, um, it's been good. It's been good. Can't complain. Already been to a Butler practice. Probably will go again tomorrow. Unless I missed right. that they were off or I can't. I think they're practicing tomorrow. Uh, we'll hopefully get a chance to get down to Indiana or later in the, later in the fall and then Purdue once – once we get into the next week, hopefully. If not, then definitely once the fall league gets running. So, by the way, that's coming up. So, we, uh, we're we recording on Wednesday. Uh, the uh, open registration will end Thursday. Yeah, maybe Friday. We'll see. But uh, so, if people are interested in red playing in the fall league, feel free to register MetroIndieBasketball.com. I assume if you listen to this, you probably have either are a kid that plays or, or a parent of a kid that plays and – and um, you know we we've got we've got openings we've we got slammed the last two days but we still got plenty of room. It's procrastination is definitely a thing. I I, I can't <laughs> I'm not going to complain about it uh, because I procrastinate with the best of them. So I, I put the pro in procrastination. But uh, <laughs> man, it's it's yeah we've 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 jumped a hundred in the last we've jumped a hundred in the last two days. Um, wow, on the, uh, enrollment count and. So yeah, I would love to have more. We got more. We got room for more. Uh, Noblesville Boys and Girls Club. We've got five courts now, and uh, so we've we've got a little bit of extra room. And we'd like to have middle school teams too, especially school teams. So if you're a coach listening, uh, we definitely are looking to pull a couple more middle school teams, if not even more. So uh, today we're going to talk about s- current sophomores who who probably got some varsity time last year, maybe even got a, a lot of varsity time, but should see jump in production this year. Uh, so there's going to be some – so there'll be some names you, we don't really talk about too much in depth, and we'll get to that in a minute uh, after we talk about the recruiting. Um, but, you know, these are going to be some of the kids that maybe are under the radar a little bit, uh, at least not just necessarily from a recruiting standpoint, but from a recognition standpoint because – you know, probably other dudes on their team, you know, got, you know, a lot of media, you know, a lot of local media coverage and even, you know, we're statewide recruiting media coverage from places like this. I mean, we talked about Jalen Harrelson and Trent Sisley all year last year. So we're going to get some other names out there. Not that we don't like talking about those two guys, but we'll definitely um, and we'll definitely be talking about them a lot during the school season. But let's get caught up on up on recruiting. Busy week, man. It's busy. I don't know what's up lately, but I mean, it's just been, you know, offer after offer, it seems like. 
Now, I will say this. I'm not entirely sure if some of this wasn't just Zach getting caught up on some stuff or if it was – I know I know we did see a lot of offers drop this week, but I, I think some of these are also Zach getting caught up a little bit. So, But let's name them off. We're going to go alphabetical. That seems to be the best way to go so that way we don't forget anybody. Um, we may have touched on this last week. Let's see. When did we – we recorded last – Monday, Monday, right? maybe. Yeah, yeah. So, Luke Amadover picked up an offer from Ohio Dominican guard from Noblesville. Cooper Bean, also a guard from Noblesville, picked up an offer from Hanover. Uh, by the way, Ohio Dominican is a Division two school. Uh, this, Dylan Beverly picked up a couple of offers this week. Uh, the six six forward from Franklin picked up an offer from Anderson and Trine. Flory Badunga continues his high major parade out of Kokomo. He picked up an offer from Florida. Drew Cook. Uh, a, a senior a guard from Northview. All of these, no, not all of these guys. The rest of these guys are seniors. So it's, it's a decent mix. Drew Cook from Northview picked up an offer from Olivet Nazarene. Dejon Craig picked up an offer from St. Francis. He's a guard from Lawrence Central. Tucker Day got a, picked up his first offer. Wasn't that his first offer? I uh, think so. Junior center from uh, Homestead. We'll be talking about him next week uh, a little bit from St. Francis. Dylan Doss, point guard from Heritage Christian, picked up an offer from Rockford. Jesse Ferris, starting forward, or well, he should see some fair share of starts this year. Ben Davis picked up an offer from Franklin. Cooper Farrell picked up an offer from Bentley, the forward from Culver Academy. Aiden Franks, uh, guard from Wapahani, one of the best shooters in the state, picked up an offer from Indiana Southeast. Tyler Hortons, center from Warren Central, picked up an offer from Anderson. Kamari Jones, a guard from Lawrence Central, picked up an offer from St. Francis. So St. Francis is in in with three offers this week. I think we're going to hear more from Anderson here in a few. Uh, Jason Kobe out of Marquette Catholic in Mich Michigan City picked up an offer from Defiance. J.J. Morris picked up an offer from DePaul, the 6'5 the forward from uh, Argos. Preston Roberts, 6'5 wing from Noblesville, picked up an offer from Anderson. Ron Rutland, uh, junior guard. Uh, from Chris Passatics picked up an offer from Indianapolis. Oliver Sandman from uh, Shelbyville picked up a trio of offers this week. Uh, the senior guard picked up offers from Wabash, DePaul, and Anderson. Austin Willoughby, a senior forward at Whiteland, he picked up offers from Manchester, Franklin, and Wabash. And to cap it all off alphabetically, Devin Woods, point guard from Pike, also picked up an offer from Anderson. So What's that put? St. Francis with three offers, Anderson with one, two, three, four, five offers this week. Anderson's just dropping money. Owen Handy just dropping money like it's nothing. <laughs> I mean, what, why is that? Why all of a sudden do you think that Anderson's just, you know, all of a sudden offering these kids? I Division three schools tend to do it right when they start figuring out what their budget's going to be. Okay. It's usually, I think when they figure out they get a dollar, they spend it. Like, and I don't, I'm not saying that critically. I mean, I think a lot of them are under the gun because they're forced to play catch up because obviously these other schools give, give athletic scholarships. They have a pretty much a set amount every year and, and division three schools have to wait and see what, what their balance sheet looks like. I don't mean their balance sheet over. It may be their ba overall balance sheet. I don't know, but it's, <laughs> Whatever their allocated money is, I don't know what if there's any actual limit rules that, the, that there are in uh, Division Three. Obviously, they can't give athletic scholarships, but they have ways to find money, and sometimes that's determined by how much money the school is willing to put toward it. 
and if they have any scholarships or grants that can be pushed in that way as well. So I think they spend it as they get it. You know, a lot of times you'll see some division three schools not have a full understanding of what they're going to have at financially until Christmas, you know, and it, it, cause that might even be, and that again, that might change too. If somebody transfers out or, or falls off, you know, you just never know. Yeah. So division three is um, obviously there gets to be a point, especially in the school season where we hear the most from them uh, because that's just their time of figuring it out. So glad that they can get on some of these guys earlier because this is as, as early as I've seen some of these guys be as aggressive as they are. And, and, and I don't know, maybe I just, maybe I miss it. Uh, maybe I've missed my mark on that point, but um, that's a big reason why is just because of the, the budgeting aspect of it. So any, uh, anything stand out there? Um, good to see uh, Ollie Sandman. Um, I've became a big fan of uh of him towards the end of the summer. I thought yeah. he had a pretty good uh pretty good summer or end of the summer when I saw him uh with EG10. Um, mm-hmm. getting those three offers right there. JJ Morris continuing to get some offers too. You know, incredibly talented player. He's been one of my favorites the past couple of years. Um, I really love the uh, Tucker Day, the Kamari Jones. I love the two St. Francis offers from them, uh, especially with Tucker Day. Um, it's good to see him finally get on the board there. And I, I think he'll get some more offers as he has a bigger, uh, a bigger role this year in varsity, but I mean, that, other is than that, his, that is his first offer. Yeah. So other than that, I mean, Cooper Bean, good to see him get on the board, um, too. I'm, I'm not for sure how many offers he has. Um, he, I'm pretty sure that's his first one. Could be, I mean, he yeah. Was the, you know, him and Almadover and, and Roberts are, you know, those guys have played together forever and, and, you know, Cooper's been kind of the you know the the third you know the third wheel so to speak on that and so it's good that he's finally getting some recognition he's a wonderful shooter at Noblesville just like Sandman is at Shelbyville and you know those guys will you know it just goes to show you there's there's basketball to be played at a lot of levels and uh, they um, you know there's it's it's why I tell people the, the the thing that pays for college the best is is being a you know, as being a, an athlete, because no, there's no job that these guys will get that will, uh, you know, short of, you know, some sort of, you know, short of some sort of technology situation, you know, where they create a product or they, they get involved in some coding or whatever, you know, some app. Uh, nothing pays <laughs> better than being a college athlete, especially with NIL money. I'm not sure how many of these non-D1 guys will, will benefit from NIL money to the point of making a difference, but but nothing uh, pays better than than being a high school than being a college athlete. So it's it's the best way to take care of your education, short of you know being obviously just damn near a genius academically. Right, right, and you also build a lot of connections that way too. And that's yep. that's what life's all about having those connections to get you far in life. So um, other than that, I mean, I mean, Florida was in to see Florida Bedunga last week, so I knew that Florida offer was going to come. So. Um, we'll just see if they get a visit or not. It looks like Flory's knocking out all the local in-state schools going up to Michigan, you know, trying to get those visits out of the way before he goes, you know, further yeah. away. Not bad. It, it's, I mean, it's good. It's good for him. I, I wonder if anybody's gone into watching that didn't offer him. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be shocked, right? <laughs> we, could do, we could do a podcast on that. Like why, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I could I could probably go through my list of because uh, I've got all the guys, all the national recruiting analysts and stuff like that. I'd go through my list and see if there's any schools that didn't offer. But uh, it'd be very odd if you didn't. Interest medium. 
Yeah. <laughs> I like that. They're all medium. <laughs> Even when they commit, still medium. <laughs> are you are you looking at the rival side? Uh any of them. I don't know. Okay. Not specifically. Yeah. <laughs> but it does seem that way. Funny. Funny. All right, sophomores or yeah, current sophomores. So these are guys. Let's see, where where's my these are guys that are gonna probably see a big jump in production this year. And obviously I'm not holding you to anything. We we talked a little bit about this, but you know, again, guys like Trent Sisley, I'm going down the scoring list from last year. Trent Sisley, Cam Craig at Switzerland County. And all the feel bad because like Switzerland County and Gavin Benton at Manchester probably could use a little more exposure. Josh Renfro at Christian Academy could probably use a little more exposure. Jalen Harrelson at Fishers get getting plenty of exposure. Um, Chase Trace Konechny at uh, South Bend St. Joseph's, uh, you know, he'll he'll benefit. You know, he'll he'll definitely benefit from, you know, as, as South Bend St. Joe's rises up the ranks again, you know, they coming in the wake of his brother's class and and how good those groups were kind of a quote down year for them last year, you know, flirting around with 500 and all that stuff. But, you know, he's going to, well, I don't know. I don't want to undersell any of these guys too much. There's, there's a lot of freshmen last year that, that had, uh, I think pretty good production. And look, I don't, you know, if, if you feel like any of them are going to have a bigger jump in production, then yeah, definitely. Let's, let's talk about them, but go ahead with your first couple of guys that, that you think uh, that, that, we, that you should talk about. Yeah, I'm going to start off with a, sort of a bigger one. You know, he's kind of in that, you know, top tier, maybe just a little bit below, but I'm going to go with Lawrence North and Xavier Robinson. Um, yeah. You know, he he did. He did play some varsity last year, but, I mean, the one big reason why I think he's going to make a bigger jump this year is C.J. Gunn is no longer there. So you will have to have him. You know, he's going to be relied to score the ball a little bit more. Um, I mean, obviously, we've seen him a ton. I mean, he's real explosive off the dribble, you know, really quick. You know, he can make plays with the ball, and, He's gotten a lot better with his three-point shooting as well. But, I mean, I think as far as scoring, I mean, he could be the guy that they they look to to get a bucket um, this year, kind of like you know, C.J. Gunn was for them. Um, not not comparing him to C.J. Gunn by any means, but, I mean, as far as, you know, next man up, I mean, I think that fits Xavier Robinson's role this year. Well, I, and I think that's the kind of kid we're talking about. Now, again, a lot of these could be – and you know, a lot of these could be big school guys because, let's face it, if you're at a smaller school and you're a really good freshman, you're probably contributing a lot. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, these these are still guys that have to make their way at varsity. And, you know, I would say like Mark Zachary at Ben Davis would be, a, you know, another example, even though they've got a lot of – they got a lot of people back. Um, I would say either one of those – either one of the two sophomore guards at Cathedral, uh, probably both of them are going to have bigger roles this year. Um, you know, so – you know, and especially since, especially since Kamari Slaughter has not been given his, not been granted eligibility yet. So they are still very much a team looking to replace their Indiana all-star point guard. So those, those guys are all going to get, you know, bigger roles. We've, we've named a couple of them. Um, I should say Derek, you know, Derek Kennedy and LeBron go at cathedral, the two guards. I didn't want to throw that out there and not, not name them. Um, you know, one kid that I think that, um, well, Gavin Grady Carpenter at Tipton, we, we've talked about him a lot. Uh, we we definitely have talked about him on this podcast a decent amount. I think he's one of the best passers in the state, especially for a kid his size uh, and a kid that primarily plays the wing. 
uh, they use they use him a ton as a primary ball handler along with Nolan Swan, and and he had great. I mean, he's he's pretty damn close to a walking. I you know you would say he's a walking triple double, but he's pretty damn close to a walking six six and you know nine six and six. Those, those are I, mean, I think he averaged right under ten points a game last year, right around six rebounds, right around six assists last year. And for a freshman, that's tremendous. And you know you got to look for his scoring to to jump a little bit. They lost their leading scorer last year, Nate Powell, to graduation. Sam Ridgeway, their starting center at six eight. They're going to be a different team. You know, you might see, you know, you might see Connor Song step up and and you know get certainly get some more shots. He's a good shooter. Uh, certainly, Nolan Swan is going to be counted on to be productive. And you know, the younger Humrick House, he'll probably get an opportunity. You know, he may be one to talk about too because he's going to go from, you know, getting a lot of J, you know, getting a lot of JV minutes as a freshman. To now probably being a varsity starter as as a sophomore there at Tipton and and it's it's tough to start as a freshman at Tipton. Uh, it is it is though expected that their better players are producing as sophomores. So Grady's already on track to do that, and I look for his stats to jump up a little bit more this year as well. Yeah, I mean I agree with that. I mean yeah, like you said, incredible passer. I mean I would definitely put him as one of my top passers that I've seen. Um, you know last year or so, but, uh, I mean, another guy that I'm going to go with at, at North central, I'm going to go with Rogelio Rivera. Um, yeah. I think I said his first name, right. I mean, so obviously, you know, he's going to be splitting some minutes with Mason Lewis. I expect Mason Lewis to kind of be that kind of may- maybe that starting point guard. Maybe Rivera comes off the bench a little bit. I'm not entirely for sure how that lineup would go, but I mean, he's going to be relied on, um, to play some heavy minutes this year. You know, North central looks like they've got a pretty talented team coming in. Obviously Joey Brown's the big name. Um, you know, Rivera, you know, real consistent score at all three levels and like kind of like Robinson, like I just mentioned, I mean, he's a bucket getter mm-hmm. Um, and he just kind of, you know, you know, I, I just think this year is sort of his breakout year. Um, I think he's a little under the radar right now, but I mean, a big year this year, especially if he could score, put up some points, um, is going to do him a lot of good. Probably Rogelio is how you'd but, pronounce it. Yeah, probably. That's my Southern well, Indiana. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. It's just like, cause the G's are sound <laughs> make H sounds. Yeah, I bet. I think he actually goes by Poppy as well. I think that's his nickname, from what I've heard. It's the the younger brother of Devontae Smith Rivera, who of course was a a star there at North Central all those you know year a few years ago. Um, I believe he's on staff at North Central as well. Yeah, they graduate. They graduate two starters, uh, and so it's two starting guards. They graduated three players, three starters overall, but two starting guards, actually four. Four players. So the only returning starter they have, excuse me, is Joey Brown. You know, so I, you know, you look for Mason Lewis to have a bigger role. We'll probably talk about him next week as well, because we're going to do the same thing next week for juniors. And I, yeah, I agree. Rivera is going to be right there. I I would look for him to be a starter unless somebody's passing him up. I definitely would look for him to be a kid that, that, that plays a little bit bigger into that role. Um I mean, I, I I guess I touched on I guess I touched on some of my other candidates. Of course, all three of them were point guards: Kennedy, Zachary, and Go. I think all three of those point guards are going to get bigger roles this year. Zachary probably has more more traffic to fight through for playing time because, you know, they he's got he's got Sheridan Sharp playing ahead of him, who's definitely going to be a starter. He's got, you know, uh, KJ Windham, who's going to probably end up being Ben Davis's leading scorer. They've got Clay Butler. Uh, you know, Zachary's a kid that came on late, got some varsity minutes and, you know, impactful varsity minutes, but he's going to be one that, you know, you're going to see him if he's not starting, if they're not starting four guards, 
then, you know, around, around Zane Doty, there's a really good, I mean, he'll definitely be the first player off the bench. I mean, it would be, I'd be surprised if he wasn't that high up in the rotation. So wonderful athlete, super, super long, super long. And, you know, just a kid that, um, you know, he's a kid that's got to improve his jump shot, uh, but he's, but he's impactful defensively. And he is, uh, it's, he doesn't really have to score to be effective in a game or at least in the half court. Uh, but uh, he, he is, uh, he definitely can create offense from his defense. So look for him to, to put up bigger numbers this year and, and be an integral part of their varsity rotation. Yeah. Isn't he a, uh, he's, I think he's uh, been sought after from Division One as far as football as well, right? Oh, yeah, big, evidently yeah. a big time prospect in football. I'm got to believe yeah. he's a defensive back of some sort. Uh, yeah, big time prospect. Yeah, I know Indiana had offered him, and I think I saw his list today. But uh, yeah, so, I mean, kind of, I, I didn't really know that about him until I kind of read up on him today. But uh, I mean, he's a very intriguing prospect, and like you said, mm-hmm. if he can just come in and be an athlete you know, make those athletic plays for Ben Davis. I mean, that's already going to help them a ton with that already loaded starting unit that they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and another thing I wanted to touch up on was, uh, you know, that Cathedral situation is really intriguing considering the, you know, the information that's coming out with Slaughter and everything. I mean, you know, as far as what LeBron and, you know, Derek Kennedy, you know, those guys, like, I don't really know who you would take over that if there was one spot um, at that point if Slaughter can't play. So, I mean, it's, it's it's a very intriguing dynamic that Cathedral has right now. It's about, yeah, it's going to be – I go back and forth on those two guys who I like better sometimes. It's it, – I, I think goes the better athlete maybe, but Kennedy's stronger. And, you know, I think some of it too is going to be who maybe is the better – well, really for that – for what they need, it's going to be the guy that runs the ship the best. You know, it's going to be yep. the guy who can, who can distribute better, who can – the ball doesn't stick with, you know, and, and that's – you know, they they're not going to necessarily rely on heavy scoring from that position like they like they did last year, because they're going to have a lot of guys step up now. If Slaughter's playing, um, you know, and I got I did get confirmation that he isn't fully eligible. I did not get confirmation as to what the, the, the sticking point was um, touching on that real quick. I, I got to believe it still has to do with. Um, I got to believe it has to do with bona fide change of residence and how that's playing out. Uh, but you know, that's, we know Portage signed off on it. And I, I do think we need to get to a point where the ITSA identifies that if, if the, the original, if the originating school signs off on it, kids should just be eligible. I mean, yeah. if they don't care, unless there's undue influence, it, unless there's undue influence that comes up later in the process, if they don't, if the originating school doesn't care, then the ITSA shouldn't care. That's just, Otherwise, it's just looking like a bunch of backroom deals, you know, or people not wanting whichever school. You know, the last time this happened, it was it was Aaron Gordon, at least the cathedral. Last time it happened was Aaron Gordon and North Central did sign off on it. There was a lot of information before that all took place. Um, there was a lot of information before all that took place that, that Aaron was going to be leaving North Central. So in fairness to the IHSA, they at least had some pieces of pieces of evidence beforehand. It wasn't something they found out later, but North Central signed off on it for I a mean, school in, in their own sectional. If they didn't care, then I, I guess the IHSA should care. That's to me, it just makes it the process simpler. 
and and really cleaner from my perspective. Right. Yeah. And why and why would Portage care? You know, at that point, like what what are they going to gain from not signing off on that? Well, um, I, mean, I can understand if they didn't if they wouldn't sign off on it. I don't I don't have a problem with that. I the the problem comes in that they did sign off on it. I mean, look, you can make a point. I think a point can be made that if he's not going to be in your sectional, especially in this case, you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily see him until the state finals. Then why why would it matter? But you know you don't know. You know you don't want. And I'm not saying this has anything to do with slaughter. It, you don't want kids leaving situations just for the sake of going to you know a greener pasture. I think that undermines the coaching. Um, I think if a family has a legitimate move then that's I think that's something that that obviously should factor into it and and should be the overriding issue. And in this case, I don't think that's the issue. I think the issue is he's moving from one from his family to like, you know, as like a, a, a relative who just happens to live in Indianapolis so he can go to Cathedral. Um, not sure. I don't think Cathedral had much to do with it other than tell him, yeah, sure, we'd love to have you. I think every school in the state would love to have him. Right. No, he's a he's a great player. I mean, if he I mean, it, it, it would be a big help for them. You know, oh, obviously you can't you can't replace a guy like Tishon Comer, but, you know, him playing. Um, I mean, that's a that's a solid guy that you can come in and, you know, instantly put you at a good spot at the lead guard position. Or is that, if that's where you're going to play him. And I and I get that some people would say just let these kids transfer. You know, especially when you're talking about the distance of which he, he is transferring. It's not like he's going from Portage to Valpo. You know, it's it's not like he's like an Aaron Gordon's case going from North Central. I mean, shoot two schools in the same section, uh, you know, but it would I, I don't know. I, I think that I like the process as it's defined. I don't always like the process as it's executed, because I think the ITSA makes it seem like as long as the, you know, the original school signs off on everything's cool. But really, they tab it. You got to read the you know the language of the rule is it's a recommendation. It's not a it's not a ruling. I honestly think it should be a ruling. Uh, and then if Portage says, you know what, we don't we're good, then you know by all means, they, they, that's the way it should be. But I don't know what the ITSA is thinking there is. Yeah, yep, I agree with all those points there. Um, I right, your get next, back on, yeah, your yeah. next guy, get back on track. Sorry, was... <laughs> you're good. So another guy that I really think is going to make a bigger year and he's going to have sort of a breakout year is Javon Guess at Warren Central. Um, last year, you know, he played some varsity, he was off the bench, but, you know, he had a guy like Antonio Lindsenby, uh, in front of him. So, you know, he wasn't fully, you know, in that sort of thing, you know, in that sort of, you know, lineup and everything, but, you know, this year, obviously he's probably going to be starting at Warren Central. Um, he's probably going to be their main presence in the post. I mean, this guy's just, you know, a tenacious rebounder. He's a great finisher. Um, I think he's gotten an improved jumper from what I saw him last. I know I think he's got to work on it a little bit more consistently, but he's a guy that I've been impressed with ever since I saw him at the freshman showcase two years ago or last year. Um, I mean, I, I think this year is kind of where you get to kind of know his name a little bit, especially because I, I don't really know how talented Warren Central is going to be this year. Um, but as far as, you know, his the post presence of that team, I think Javon Guest fits that role. Well, they did get hooks back, so I say yeah. back. He was there in middle school, so that's going to help. I guard guard play is going to be a deal for them. Um, I, I like some of their, I like some of the kids that are there. Uh, you know, some of them are are also football players who probably don't put as much time in the off season toward toward basketball. So there's going to be there's there's going to be some. I mean, they just have had backcourt issues for two years basically, ever since Malik Stanley left. So it, it's 
it's you know it's a situation where they they didn't necessarily figure that out last year. I think it got to the point where Deontay Davis had to be a pretty heavy primary ball handler for him. And this year they're going to get thrown into it again without, you know, necessarily someone that you would say, I mean, they've got some candidates, you know, I mean, definitely, you know, they got, they definitely have some kids, you know, they definitely have some kids who are, are talented, you know, that could take a, if they could take a big step, like, you know, Brandon Snodgrass and, and, um, and Devon Holman, those two guys, especially, are, are going to have an opportunity to step up. But, you know, last year they ended up going with a a senior that really didn't play any varsity as a junior. So that's going to be a key thing for them. And and I, but you're, you're absolutely right on guess. He did actually got some starts last year and okay. he's going to, he's going to be a big rebounder for them. And, and like you said, if he's improving his, his game facing the basket, then he's absolutely going to get more production. Um, Michael Wellman, Ported speaking of Kamari, that's why that's why I wanted to get the info on Slaughter because uh, I knew we would be talking about him today. Because one, we would be talking about at least sort of referencing the sophomore guards at Cathedral, but then I also would be talking about Michael Wellman. I think Wellman was going to step into a you know bigger role this year, no matter what. Uh, you know, they were pretty balanced, they were pretty balanced and maybe a little underwhelming last year behind Slaughter, which may be why he moved. Uh, but those, they're young. They were very young. They played four freshmen last year. One, two, three, three freshmen last year. Wow. And Michael Wellman is the is probably the right now the best of those three. I think Garrett Clark uh, has a, has a chance to creep up there. And and you know between him and the other Wellman, um, you know between him and and um, hold on, damn it, is it Sam? Yeah, Sam. Between him and Sam. They're going to all probably all three of those guys are are definitely going to have bigger roles this year because of Slaughter's absence, and Wellman for sure was going to have a bigger role no matter what because he's he's fabulous he's the best of those three right now, and you know so pay attention to his name coming out of Portage they they may be down this year a little bit just kind of licking their wounds from losing Slaughter, uh you know they definitely could have contended for a sectional this year if if Kamara would have stayed there, uh but um, he's at least. Right now he's not there, and we're probably past the window when he can go back. But, but uh, yeah, Michael Wellman's a, a nice ball player. Yeah, yeah, I, I I need to see a little bit more of those guys. But I mean, I, I wasn't aware that they they uh they played three freshmen last year. I mean, they're going to be incredibly young, so we'll kind of see if the lack of experience if that's going to be an issue for them or not. Um, yeah. going in, but but yeah, uh, three freshmen getting more than fifteen minutes a game. Well, both Wellmans right around seventeen minutes a game, and and then Garrett Clark. 24 minutes a game he played just a little bit less than slaughter did wow wow um my next guy just simply from a transport uh, transfer point of view um kobe hall um going to brownstown mm-hmm. i think he's going to come in you know brownstown he's going to instantly contribute um if people haven't seen him yet i mean this guy's you know stretch four he's got a real smoothness to his game um you know shoots the ball really well he's got a nice 15 foot pull-up jumper and you know can play around the rim uh, he's just kind of what kind of what you want in a big man maybe needs to add a little bit more speed but i mean footwork's there i think um probably needs to just get a little bit better on that end but i mean i think he comes in right away and he gives jack benner a a, yeah a guy that he can play off of um i think brownstown's kind of an underrated you know team going into this year um i think i think you think they're underrated you think they're underrated i think think everybody's picking them to win it (laughs) are they really oh yeah yeah with with level oh yeah they moved down from three A. 
they got every almost everybody back. Benner, oh yeah, and then they get these two guys. Yeah, I think everybody. There's the people think that's why freaking North Davies jumped up to three A. Just to get away, get rid well, of. Well, get away or... from. I mean, they get away from. They get. I got someone calling me here. To get away from Lenton and to get away from Bent or Brownstown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so just kind of sticking on that topic. I mean, is that I mean, you're, is that you're a good absolutely right? For... Yeah, no, it's not. They both no because well, Chase Coomer's another kid that that also transferred to Brownstown, and he definitely will also see a jump in his production. I he was going to be a guy who whose name I came up with because you know it's Kobe Hall was pretty productive last year at Scottsburg. You know, I mean, he was definitely noticeable. I mean, those guys should. Those guys could have stayed at Scottsburg, and Scottsburg could have been. I mean, you know, you could see Scottsburg probably running into some trouble when they when they get it up against, you know, maybe some, you know, more what traditionally prominent three A teams. But yeah, those guys they only they didn't they started all underclassmen last year. They started well, no, they didn't. Hayden Cutter started as well, so I should so. But they played, they played six. No, they played. Yeah, they played six sophomores or freshmen last year, uh, at at the at their on their varsity last year. They started Jack Miller as as a sophomore. They started Wyatt Zellers as a sophomore. Cody Clancy as a sophomore. Kobe Hall as a freshman. And then they brought uh, Chase Chase Coomer off the bench, even though he got some of his minutes at the JV level. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I thought they would have been a team that could have been considered to be one of the better teams in 3A in, in Southern Indiana. But uh, those two guys go to Brownstown really makes Brownstown a favorite. I think Brownstown moving to 2A just on the surface was enough to make them one of the top two or three teams just because Benner alone. But then you add those two kids, they've got weapons. Then they did a pretty good job against Carmel in the first half of their game in June at IU team camp. But, yeah, no, I think they're – I think everybody's – they'll probably be number one in 2A What's coming that? into – was Kobe Hall playing on uh, Brownstown at the time when they played Carmel? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah in, the not... summer, in the summer, you just have to be enrolled. You don't have to be eligible. And as of now, they don't have their eligibility. Oh, wow. And that was as of last Thursday. So I don't know if anything's changed. But right now, neither one of those guys are eligible. I don't, I don't know if Scottsburg's fighting it or not. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Would you blame them if they weren't? I mean, those well, are well, hell, that's well. That's why I mean. So that goes back to what you said about slaughter. You know, I mean, obviously there's more distance involved, but yeah, I would. Hell, I would would have fought it too if I was Scott. I'm like, no, you can't just up and leave, man. Right. Uh, yeah. That that's a big that's a big loss for them, especially you know if they, if especially with Hall. Honestly, like yeah. him just going there. I mean, that's that's a guy right there that you can pair with Benner, that big man. You know that one-two punch right there. I mean, especially if both of them can shoot like that. So uh, yeah, and he can shoot. Yeah, he definitely can shoot. Yeah, that, so, nice but, touch for a big man. Yeah, I agree with that. And that's the same thing with Wyatt Zellers too. I know, kind of, we're going through some of these teams. Again, six seven can also shoot it, so they they could have some. You know, they definitely could have created some matchup issues. That and, you know, and then last, their best post player was I mean, last year their post player was Hayden Cutter. They, they I don't know if he ever. Did my, I mean, he was their leading scorer last year and was pretty much glued to the paint the whole time. But he and Colby Hall worked really well together, senior and a freshman. But, yeah, Hall's definitely uh, was skilled. It was I mean, I thought Scottsburg had a chance to be really good this year. I, I tweeted that as I was watching them last year against 
Uh, I'm going to forget. Oh, Pekin uh, against Eastern. Oh, well, so okay. I watched them play Jake, and, and Dan, they were good. I, I was really impressed with them last year. Okay, yeah. yeah. So maybe I need to reassess my uh, underrated uh, Brownstown. I don't know. I, I, I'm <laughs> You're t- dead on. I tend, I tend to lean that every since I'm from the Southern Indiana area, I always tend to lean on uh, Southern Indiana teams that are underrated. So I think that's yeah. where that kind of comes from for me. So I'm going to have to reassess that on that. Absolutely right on Kobe Hall. He's gonna he's gonna have a really good year for them. And so there's but yeah, North Brownstown's no, they're gonna be one of the best teams in two A. So um all right, who's my next guy here? Uh I, I got a guy, but I'm gonna save him. I don't know. Save him for the main event. <laughs> yeah, no, and again, we're looking thin on bigs in this class too, right? Yeah. I, I guess McGuire Mitchell. Now, in fairness, he didn't play a lot of varsity this year, so it may not be the the main guy that you know it may not be the main candidate for what we're talking about. But I mean, then again, he is he's going to jump in there, both feet to the fire because I think he'll I think he'll start. I think he'll be one of the better shooters. He's one of the better shooters in that program. He's six four, decent athlete. I think you're going to see him contribute and provide some cover for um, provide some cover for Imes and and. And Rickard, and you know when you look at, you know they were they graduated Maccabee. Maccabee was really their best shooter, and I think McGuire Mitchell is probably overall a more talented player. I mean, not that he's as good as a sophomore as maybe Maccabee will be as a senior, but or was as a senior, but but he, I mean, definitely got more talent. So he's got a chance to provide them with a legitimate third scoring option, not not just a shooting option but a scoring option and he's, he's got a chance to be pretty good for Zionsville. So that's going to be a name that, I mean, you know, recruiting wise or AAU wise, people know who he is, but uh, you know, if you're just you know, looking at different teams across the state, he's going to jump up there and you're going to see his name a lot. Yeah. And, and Zionsville is one of those teams where I'm kind of, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of questions there a little bit. I, I'm, I'm just curious to see if they can, you know, can get over that hump this year. I thought last year they were going to be, I thought, I thought last year they could have came out of sectional, but, Obviously, that didn't play out, but I mean, if he can come in and he can contribute, you know, like you just said, um, mm-hmm. you know, Zionsville again is going to be a dangerous team to watch out for. I got three more, but go ahead. We don't yeah. have to talk. We don't so have to talk I, in depth on all three of them, but but definitely got three more guys that I want to throw out there. So I've got one more, and it's just out. We'll we'll uh, can't talk real quick. Point here, uh, Shane Sims uh, from mm-hmm. Evansville Harrison. Um, I think he he had a phenomenal summer um, with Team T. He was super dominant, um, you know, great scorer or great shooter and everything. And I, I just think this year, um, him at him at Evansville Harrison, I think I think he's just going to be one of the top scorers. I think he's going to put up a lot of points this year. Um, and, you know, especially as an underclassman, I think he'll be a top scorer. I mean, I even think as far as overall in the state, um, he's just going to put up a lot of points this year. And he's just a guy that you got to kind of watch out for um, as far as putting up buckets. Two guys that already have Division One offers, both of them IUPUI offers, Braylon Mullins at Greenfield Central and Mason Carpenter at Richmond. Carpenter is a point guard for them. Mullins is a wing for Greenfield Central. I think you'll see both of them. Both of them were, were starters last year at the varsity level. Both of them were were relied upon offensively. Uh, Richmond was very young last year, so they, they, they took some hits. And, you know, they struggled against Greenfield. You know, Mullins... I don't remember what kind of game Mullins had that game, but 
But watching, getting the chance to watch Mason Carpenter and, the, and, and Mullins on the same court was nice. And I got a chance to see Braylon play quite a bit. Coach Coach Dylan Moles, so I probably saw Greenfield play four or five times last year. I think you're going to see a jump of production in him because he's just getting stronger. I think a lot of times uh, when he would struggle, it would be the physicality of the game because he's got he's got some shit to his game, so to speak. And he's a guy that is not just – he is a, a walking bucket. He's a scorer. He's got all kind of shots. He's got all kind of finishes. There's there's no hesitation. It's, everything's kind of natural for him. Uh, his father was, was a really good player at Greenfield in the late 90s and went on to play at IUPUI. He is maybe not the same type of athlete as dad was, but he's still a good athlete. He's got some spring, and he is elevates into his jump shot as well as anybody I've seen. And Carpenter, you know, Carpenter will have to be, you know, he's a he's a guy that can get places with the ball. He he's and he can he can score a little bit. He's probably going to improve his shooting. You're probably going to see an improvement of that from from last year to this year. And I think you're going to see them do some, you know, obviously let him be sort of the centerpiece of what they do. Not that they're not going to have other options because they've got Horton, uh, who's super super athletic. We probably could name him uh, just as easily. <laughs> probably could name him just as easily as we could Carpenter. Um, so get out and see Richmond if you want to, or yeah, get out and see Richmond if you want to see a couple of really good uh, Cedric Horton Hogg is his is his full name. Both those guys started as freshmen at Richmond. You know they've been down. There there was a day when starting as a freshman at Richmond was was not was unheard of, and <laughs> Dominic James did it. I, I think Billy Wright even did it. And he now their current current head coach, but it's few and far between. Uh, they may have had some guys in their their big their their big years in the in the '90s. Jared Powers may have been one that started as a freshman, uh, but I, I can't imagine it's very rare or very you know it happens a lot. So may, those two guys doing it together, big deal, and probably why they you know they were a little you know down last year. So I think Billy's got them going in the right direction. So those those two kids, for sure, kids that have offers, but I still think we're going to see a big jump in production from both of them. You said both of them have an offer from IUPUI. Mm-hmm. Do you think, just, you know, as of right now, do you think that they're at a D1 level? Do you think they could play there, or do you think? I, I mean, I fully believe Braylon will. I, th- I think Braylon will, will supersede that. I think he will move up and eventually play his way into mid-major offers and, 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 and maybe even draw some high-major attention, especially if he grows. You look at him, he's young. I mean, he looks young. Uh, he is a kid that reclassed at one point, so he should be a class of 2024. But at the same time, he was a very—he's a very physically immature kid, and that's not the—that's not a knock. That's just an observation. He's a kid that—that that I think he's again. You look at his father; his father's pretty well built, and I think he's going to steer in that direction. He's going to be able to put on weight, keep weight on, good weight, and and again, may not jump as well as his dad did. But but certainly jumps well enough, and it's it's very natural for him. He can score off both feet. He can score off one foot. He he can. He's got incredible footwork in the paint as he's finishing, and he's he's got incredible range too. And he and Moles will work really well together. They had a great tandem last year, and complemented by a couple of other shooters, Tyler Kirkoff for one, um, whose dad played at Purdue. Um, so you know Greenfield's going to be better than they were last year. Uh, then you know, which was an improvement from the year before. And then I, I, yeah, I do think Mullins is definitely going to be a mid-major. I think Carpenter's probably right there. I, I got to see him more. Um, 
I, I got to see him more, but um, I definitely think that Carpenter's um, worth the look. And if they liked him, then so be it. I just didn't get a chance to see him this summer. Yeah, I haven't seen a whole. Obviously, I've seen Braylon quite a bit, but I haven't seen uh, Carpenter all that much. But that, that's why I was so curious about about what your thoughts on those were. Yeah, so I think one more name I just kind of want to mention is uh, Kale Bostic um, at Park Tudor. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I thought he made a lot, made a lot of improvements this year. Um, saw him quite a few times, you know, from last year to this year. Um, I think he's going to be a little bit more reliable. Um, you know, as far as that post presence for Park Tudor this year, and if he is, if he can continue to make those improvements and continue to get better, I think Park Tudor is a uh, is a team to kind of watch out for. Um, you know, towards the end of the season next year, you know, they could make a run. Um, postseason, especially if you know Jermaine Coleman, you know how good he is and everything, and I think Bostic would be a good compliment to him. Oh, I, I agree. I I agree. That's you know we're gonna get. There's gonna be some big kids some bigger kids that they get a lot more minutes just because they're needed. You know, um, one of them is um, Kellen Pickett at Blackhawk Christian. You know, he's going to step into, I mean, Blackhawk Christian graduates a ton and they may be down this year, but he's going to be a kid that definitely, definitely sees a huge uptick. He got all of, almost all of his minutes at, at the JV level this past year. So I would expect him, to uh, fill quite a void. And even if, even if they are down, they won't be down for very long. The last guy I kind of want to talk about is Josiah Ball at McConaughey. Super, super active kid. I, I'd like to see more of what he does away from the paint. The game I saw him play against Tippecanoe Valley, uh, he was he started for them. They had a lot of older guys that are good. They, they're a very balanced team last year. Uh, they, they, they like to play fast and he's just kind of throwing his body everywhere. It's pretty impressive. Um, <laughs> glad he doesn't get hurt <laughs> doing that. Uh, cause the kids got a really, really good motor and, you know, again, they do gra- They did graduate a couple of seniors. They still have some guys that are, you know, older than him that at the, at the guard position that will be relied upon offensively, but he is definitely going to have a bigger role. He's going to be a guy that, um, he probably will be their feature player, but then they've also, you know, they definitely have um, struggling now to dig up their roster from last year. You know, they, they've got Bauer Maple who is in, and Trace Armstrong. Both those guys are going to be guys that score for them, uh, especially Maple. Uh, the two guys that graduated are Betzner and Maven. Both of them were double-digit scorers, so they do lose a lot. They do lose a little bit of offense, even though they return, you know, a pretty balanced group of guys. But I would say Maple and Ball will probably be featured guys for them with Armstrong probably assuming the same role he did last year is just kind of a jack of all trades or a Swiss army knife type type dude. But yeah, Josiah ball is one to watch, especially if you like seeing kids throw their body everywhere. He's kind of crazy. <laughs> I mean, that's in a good watch, way. Though. Yeah. In a good way. Yeah. I mean, he's just doesn't, he doesn't care. I mean, he just, that's good. You know, and you Nothing hate it. Cause that. And one of his deals last year, that's how, um, uh, let me get let me get his name. Shepherd, I think it's the Shepherd kid at Tippecanoe Valley. Yeah, break. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, Riley Shepherd. Riley. Yeah, Riley had a breakaway, and Riley had a, a breakaway and ball caught him, and chase down block. Wow. Uh, but it was just enough. It was a clean play. It wasn't. I I I don't even know if they call a foul, but it was definitely a basketball play. 
but he just flies down the floor out of nowhere to, to block this shot and gets there. And it was just enough to cause Riley to land awkwardly and break his leg. And again, no clean, absolutely clean play. But man, the kid just no, no quit in him whatsoever. No quit. It was probably, a turnover. Probably took Riley off guard. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't think he thought anybody was going to catch up to him, let alone get up with him. And it was it was unfortunate because I, other than the mullet, which is probably fabulous, <laughs> Riley was fun to, Riley was fun to watch. Yeah, he's a shooter. I like that yeah. lank, that lanky shooter. I mean, he's a, he's knocked down. He's real consistent too. So, yeah, we'll probably talk about him next week too. So, all right, let me let me get this read out of the way here, and then we'll finish up. Uh, you know, it'd be super if I was just prepared. It'd be great. <laughs> Box Out Sports is a leading online graphic solution, giving you the ability to create professional content in seconds to highlight your team and student athletes this season. You can sign up for a free demo at boxoutsports.com. So if you're an administrator or a coach and you want to make some things look nice, I think they have some video templates now too. Sign up for boxoutsports.com. Thank you for listening to Courtside Indiana podcast. If you listen every week, we appreciate it. If not, please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate a rating and review, and you can reach us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter and Instagram at Courtside IND. And again, we will take topic recommendations. As we get into the season, We'll obviously we'll have a lot more content. We're going to have a lot more content here in a couple of weeks with the fall league starting. Um, if you have any any uh, suggestions, we would definitely take them. Uh, there was uh, That's where the slaughter thing came up because somebody wanted to know if he was eligible, and I wanted to check. And I knew we would be talking about him, at least indirectly. Um, but, you know, we definitely are taking, uh, you know, taking recommendations for content or answering questions, however, you know, whichever way you want. Um, Metro Indy Basketball Fall League starts October 9th, Noblesville Boys and Girls Club. It's going to feature at least, well, as of this morning or as of this afternoon, 390 kids and still growing uh, and still with room to grow. Uh, thank you for all those that have signed up. But if you want to register, you want more information about it, please visit the website at metroindiebasketball.com. Kyler, what's going on for you this week? I mean, it's not a whole lot going on. Um, you know, I've got a few stories up at com on Indiana Rivals, you know, just going off of Media Day last week. Wrote a really good story on Logan Duncan. Um, it's actually probably going to get some minutes this year. Um, that's something that we kind of found out last last week, uh, you know, with Tracy Jackson Davis playing more of the four that, that he wants to do this year. You know, they're saying Duncan's ready to play. He's ready to get some, like, more than spot minutes. So, you know, obviously we got a lot of that going on. Uh, uh, Brandon Ramsey at Prep Hoops, he's going to a lot of open gyms right now. Um, obviously with my work and everything, I can't get out to a lot of them. But, you know, we got a ton of content there. There's open gym reports and stuff. But then other than that, you know, as far as this weekend, just going to kind of relax, watch some more football, um, you know, enjoy my time away from, you know, being physically in basketball before it gets really deep into uh, the woods there. That sounds fun. I know I'm going to get to try to get some college practices and also get to some high school. I go to college practices to learn. I take my iPad and take a lot of notes. Yeah. I like learning. I like learning new drills and new teaching points. And sometimes it's just that. Sometimes it's something that a coach will say that's – on the court related, not philosophically, because a lot of that is stuff that you know you got to sort of bring the table to your, by yourself. But uh, just any new teaching point 
on a, a spin on a drill or, you know, spin on a teaching concept. Uh, that's kind of, those are kind of the things I geek out about. And if I can get one thing out of a practice, um, I I've considered it time well spent and Monday at Butler, I had like 11 things highlighted. So I was say I was well worth my time is an understatement, but. Especially with old uh, coach Mata. I bet yep. he has a lot to give. So um interested to see how they do this year. I hope, I hope they do well. We are going to work on some new features this, this year for our game stuff or for our weekly, like our weekly features during the season. Um, Zach was not a big fan of our hot takes segment. So we're going to probably do, <laughs> we're probably going to have a hot takes episode before the season starts. So that, that should be fun. Make Zach uh, come up. Zach will be able to record by then. I assume if not, we'll make sure he can record, um, come up with some hot takes on the season which, you know, obviously will serve as predictions. And then I think each week we're going to do like a best bets segment where we take one game each and tell everybody who's going to win. <laughs> Even though I'm sure, we'll all, I'm sure we'll all be wrong half the time. <laughs> yeah, lock, lock it in, you know, kind of like you see in those, you know, preseason football games and things like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Go down the list. I think that's fun, man. We, we have something like that where we do every uh, – at uh, the Hoosier.com where we do the Indiana football games. Uh, we kind of do our predict- our staff predictions uh, for that. So I enjoy doing that. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to do some of that. And uh, with our, the stuff that we have been doing and a lot of that will be like after the reads. So we'll, we'll finish with our, the core of our content and then we'll do our little reads that we do at the end of each segment or the end of each episode. And then we'll come back with, with best bets and, and then we're, you know, where are you going? You know, then we'll figure out where each, you know, everybody's going to be watching games this week. So, you know, again, hopefully, you know, people see us and want to talk about, talk about the podcast, talk about the website. Always appreciate it. Uh, I like that people have kind words about everything that we're doing and looking forward to once the season gets going, doing a lot more. Well, once, basically once the fall league gets here, we're going to start doing a lot more writing. Um, I've had a busy summer. I've been going through some stuff with family. And so a lot of that's slowing down just in time for us to get to the fall, because at this point I'm kind of forced into doing, doing (laughs) basketball, which I'll never dislike. So, but anyway, Zach or Kyler, appreciate your time as always. We'll talk again next week, man. All righty. Sounds good. Thanks.